0: Simmer Down Sports Talk episode 32. First time talking about the NFL in weeks. It's going to be a good one. I'm pretty excited about this one, actually. We got a lot of good stuff here. We got our NFL playoff preview. We're going to give a quick synopsis on all the teams who's a real contender, who's not. And at the very end of the show, stick around for our Clown of the Year
1: award. It's been a long very time prestigious. It's been a long time coming. A
0: of the been a long time coming for sure. And you know what the, the that phrase "any given Sunday" it feels like it kind of has a new meaning this year. Um, and you know what, um, when the Giants beat the Seahawks, and then that end of the year speech by Joe Judge when he was uh, voicing his displeasure with the Philadelphia Eagles, I guess that was not enough to. Convince Finn to stay a Giants fan. He is no, I was just joking.
2: It was the Buffalo, too, not Cincinnati. That's <laughs> no, good. Yeah, yeah,
0: he, he's becoming he, he wants to go. Circle it just the seems kind and of fun. It just seems like you know, I'll yeah. just
2: hop on the ride for a little bit.
0: I guess, I guess that's Finn's. You must thinking, join Bill's Mafia after so. the playoffs, just for the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I would love to be it, Bill's Mafia for think... the playoffs. That'd be pretty cool.
0: I, I, I'm i kind of do. I think I'm going to do that too. I mean, how can you not root for Josh Allen? And Stephon Diggs, especially if that one interview after I think what was it Sunday? Was it was a Sunday Night Football or that that one Monday Night win. Josh Allen's like, yeah, you know, Diggs, such a great guy, he knows all my ins and outs. And then Diggs is like, hey, yeah. Diggs <laughs>
2: also uh led the yard and re- uh, led the league in <laughs> receiving yards, right?
0: Yeah, yep. dude. No, no, the the the, the momentum right it's now. Pretty in good. Buffalo has never yeah, been they haven't had that in a while. So, so yeah, nice to see Buffalo doing good stuff. The Jags finally did something right. They they officially won the tankathon, benching Gardner Minshew, starting Mike Glennon. We all know what was happening there, um, and they did that versus the Bears. Made sure they would clinch the number two pick, and they did. So I suit on Jags, um, and the Jags like I don't get why everybody's getting pissed at the Philadelphia Eagles because the Jags were the first team to openly openly tank without. Actually I think it's because the it. Eagles sort of had and... a,
2: still had a shot at the playoffs, or no, they didn't, but they were just.
0: But no, this is actually much higher stakes. That's because true. The Jags had a shot at the number one pick, whereas the Eagles technically had nothing to play for. So, I mean, I think that's a that's a much bigger uh, issue there. But nobody's talking about that. So, and you know what, Adam Gase, nicely done. Screw. He thought we thought we were. He was done screwing over the Jets, but he had to pull off a couple wins, make sure they will not get Trevor Lawrence, and now they don't know what they're going to do. So, um, well, they fired him. So that's like, a good start.
1: So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to win a couple games and make sure they don't get Lawrence. So they
2: can make room for Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's what it seems like.
0: Yeah.
2: Just...
0: You think Urban? I don't going know. It's don't
2: possible. Think, yeah. And then I, I was saying too is imagine if Urban goes there and he chooses Justin Fields. I guess that will depend on Monday night. But
0: I just alone having to deal with that division now. You have Josh Allen and the no, Bills. they're in the you no, they're and, in the uh, South. The Dolphins. No, the, no, oh, the you're talking about no, cause, talking about no, because no, because
2: Urban Meyer's going to the Jacks, bro. Oh,
0: yeah, Urban Meyer. Yeah, is I wasn't going playing the Jets. Jets. Are you switching my words up again? Oh, see? I th- oh, no, no. Well, I was talking about the Jets, <laughs> and then you, you said Urban Meyer to New York. So, okay, well, that being said, first things first, we got to get to Clown of the Week, and we have an unprecedented situation here. We have three Clown of the Weeks, never been done before. <laughs> So, without further ado, Ike, why don't you start us off here with the first Yeah, game. so
1: we got our three-for-one Clown of the Week special. First and foremost, um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, Juju has been dancing on midfield logos and then getting smacked and then losing every game. Juju, that's just asking for it. I don't know why you would do it. Um, this, I mean, he even doubled down on yeah, it, too. He doubled down doubled after down. the first one. I'm like, that's not...
2: And that's then he got sent to the sake. third
1: dimension with that uh, one hit. Against yeah. the Bengals, yep. I mean... The logo is like a sacred place. I, I don't know. I didn't how I didn't know that. And then posting it on TikTok. Come on, man. All right. The second one. Um, this one's a little more egregious. Dwayne Haskins, number uh, well, we'll see. Drafted at six last year by the Washington Football Team. Um, thought he had preferential treatment like James Harden. Actually, he pulled a dra- James Harden. Went out to a party mask list at a strip club. Uh, gets cut within the next two days from the WFT Washington Football Team. And before that. He was fined 40K for his maskless shenanigans, stripped of his captain status, and lost two straight games and was benched for Alex Smith. Shout out, Alex Smith. Good to see you back on the field um, and in the playoffs. Um, And he was demoted to third string QB on the depth chart. Dwayne Haskins, you are not James Harden, and uh, hopefully this gives him a kick in the butt in the right direction and he can revive his career because it's going in a very negative direction right now. This one's very green. (laughs) The last one, the last con of the week is the Houston Texans. Um, the Texans told Deshaun Watson he would be involved in the hiring process for a GM and a head coach. And then they hired Nick Casario without Sean. Um, we all know the best way to keep your franchise quarterback happy is to not do what he wants. I say that 100% sarcastically. And uh, to make matters even worse, Deshaun Watson, all he asked, all he asked was in an interview with Eric Bieniemy. The next head coach. Texans can't even do that. So that's that's all he wanted for
2: Chris. pretty lame by, by the Texans. Best.
1: All he wanted. More on the Texans
0: later, though. Yes, more, much more on the Texans later. And um, but yeah, seriously, who's gonna trade for Deshaun? Like, seriously. I, I I feel like that's a bad gig because he's he's like a fringe top five quarterback. You have to deal with that giant contract now that the Texans gave him, and then you're gonna have to give up multiple first round picks, probably, to get him. So, like, that just seems like a bad gig already, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really want to mortgage the future of your franchise for Deshaun, which would make sense for a lot of franchises that don't have their franchise QB yet, they should go ahead. Um, but you would have to give up, like, a king's ransom to get him. So, risk-reward, think about it. All right.
0: So, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, what a span of two weeks for him. Uh, that that is just the, the best thing the football team could do for him at that point was just releasing it.
1: Like that was that was the best way to go, I think, both for parties, both yeah. both sides. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't the end of Dwayne Haskins' year. That would be a bad way to end.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if it wasn't for another very important person, Dwayne Haskins may have won the kind of the year. Redact. He might have, but but in this weird co- in this weird COVID year, a lot of other stuff went down. And that that's just not the case. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Once again, Clown of the Year coming up at the end of the show. That's going to be a good one. Finn, and, uh, that being said, though, man?
2: it is what it is. It is what. It
0: is. Hey, hey, Finn. I know you really, you were really disappointed when they did not take him. I know. Yeah, I mean, it, be, at the time, I mean, I think
2: everybody take. kind of agreed he was the better prospect than Daniel Jones. But at the same time, I remember Zach Schamler uh, of Strong Opinion Sports was saying imagine Daniel Jones in the Ohio State offense versus, you know, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he might put up the same numbers, if not better. Then you throw Dwayne Haskins and Duke, he might not be as successful. So that's not to say that Daniel Jones has also been that much better, but I think the Giants obviously still see something in him. I mean, he definitely has one more year at least.
0: See, and this is why drafting at the quarterback position, evaluating that position is so important. You can miss on the player. You know what? That that's fine. If if he en- it ends up not working out, it doesn't work out. But you can't miss on the person. That's a no-no. And that's exactly what the previous regime did. And Dwayne Haskins goes to a terrible situation, and this is what you get. And even Ron Rivera can fix him. He had to deal with he had to deal with cancer off the field. Now he had to deal with cancer on the field. Yeah, that's that's a that's a no-no. So um, Dwayne Haskins, I you know what? I kind of I kind of hate to uh, trash him. You know, at such a young age, I don't think he's going to get a job. That's kind of what it's going to.
2: Maybe a backup if he's lucky.
0: I could, I could see him being a backup with a decent team. Maybe he's a backup for whatever <laughs> coaching job <laughs> Urban Meyer decides to take. You know, I could see that happening. But other than that, it's kind of difficult to see where that guy will end up landing. All right. So that being said, let's kind of recap the season here for a sec. So first of all, I kind of want to talk about who the season's biggest surprise team was and the biggest disappointment, I'll, I'll go first here. And I kind of think the biggest surprise team was actually the Washington football team. Because I predicted this team to be the worst team in the league. I didn't think it was going to be the Jags. I thought it was going to be the football team. And it's best because they were trotting out Dwayne Haskins. And Gardner Minshew, I didn't think he was going to let them be tankable. Honestly, I didn't think that was going to happen. And instead, Jags benched him because they knew what was good for them. And now they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And the football team made it out. Not necessarily unscathed, but they they did win the NFC East. So, uh, and I know that's not even much of an accomplishment, but in this year, in this COVID year, I think that's that's pretty good for the current state of this roster. So, and now they got a they got a wild card matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, uh, definitely for me, I gotta go with the Washington Football Team as my surprise team. And then as far as my disappointing team goes, and I think a lot of people would agree with this one, I I think it has to be the Arizona Cardinals. Because when you look at all the talent with this team on paper, at least on offense, you have Cliff Kingsbury in control of Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kenyon Drake, who had a sensational second half of 2019. And we didn't see that Kenyon Drake until much later in the season, and that was very disappointing. And if you, you had that balance, if, if you would have had that balance, then maybe the Cardinals could have won a couple extra games and had a playoff spot. But they went 9-7, missed the playoffs, and they really should have been 8-8 eight and eight if it wasn't for a Hail Mary. So that, yeah, that being said, I, Arizona Cardo is very underwhelming and I'm not really sure what to make of Cliff Kingsbury either. Like, I'm not even sure he's necessarily a great coach anymore because he's had a lot of good quarterbacks in his past and he hasn't been able to really produce results. I mean, you have have two Heisman winning
2: quarterbacks and one MVP quarterback and you haven't done anything with them, even when they were in college. Yeah, it is a little odd. I think he's just getting exposed right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's very it's very weird. I mean, obviously they got holes on defense, and but as far as just the offense goes, you you I I really thought year two with Kyler Murray things were, he was going to pop. That was my preseason MVP pick. So yeah, that that didn't work out, and um, I'm kind of interested to see what happens next year and uh, what direction they go in the off season, trying to address what, especially in the draft too. So um yeah that's my disappointment for 2020.
1: <clears throat> All right um so my surprise is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Uh Brian Flores has proven his worth as a head coach. Um, the defense and special teams were absolutely spe- spectacular this year. Um especially guys like Xavier Howard. I mean that guy is crazy good. Um and and they're they're honestly an offensive coordinator away from being a contender. Um and Tua I'm still a big believer in Tua. This was a weird off season. Uh, and but it's good that he got reps this year, you know. So Brian Flores did a good job managing that situation, being being as being like Tua, you can play, but if things start going south, you have to understand that I'm going to bench you because we want to win. Um, <clears throat> and my disappointment is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, that could have put it together to make a playoff a run for the playoffs this year, especially in their weak division, but it just looks like drafting hurts really. Really, really hurt Wentz's confidence. He just never looked like himself this year. Um, right? Didn't have yeah. the Aaron
0: Rodgers mentality, man. Did not have. Rayburn Ray Ray can stay on the Could field. Um,
1: there's a lot of factors, but that quarterback situation was tough. And Doug Peterson, why, why are you, why are you trying to tank on national television? Come on, man.
0: Like, why, do you, why does he even do, do – why does he do what he does? Like, I, I just don't understand the mind of Doug yeah. Right. yeah,
1: That's all I got for the Eagles and the Dolphins.
2: So, I feel like my disappointment's interesting, though, because mine's mine is a team that made the playoffs, and it's the Seahawks. I, w- I was – I do agree that Cardinals were a disappointment. Um, I do agree that the Dolphins were a huge surprise. I agree that the – well, obviously, I'll agree on some other things, too. But, I don't know, the Seahawks, for me – you look at their games down the stretch, and it was just obvious that they were extremely um, inefficient on both sides of the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson, who had you know 28 touchdowns in the first, I think, eight or nine games of the season, only had 12 down the stretch. And this is a team that got beaten by the Rams. They only beat the Seahawks by seven – or six, sorry – um, they lost to the Giants, they barely almost beat Washington. Um, there's just a lot of games where I think I saw them playing almost down to their opponents and downright just playing awful, and they just had some really puzzling losses, and I think it starts from the fact that Russell Wilson definitely has struggled this year a bit more. So yeah, they're definitely in my disappointment team. I think they Which still point- can do damage in the playoff, but... It's going to be interesting to see whether or not they can actually beat the Rams, especially if John—I mean, sorry, Jerry Goff—is back. I mean, Wofford is just a bad quarterback that doesn't know he's supposed to play bad in a playoff game yet. But if he plays, he'll be—he'll be in trouble. But I mean, I don't know—they're—they're they're just a disappointing team this year. And then defensively, they've been awful. So,
0: it, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like they—they they couldn't figure out the defense. They couldn't figure out the defense early in the season, and then they do figure out defense, and then the offense falls off. It's like Russ Russ's cookie yeah, it output did. just completely fell off, and it's just it's just classic Seahawks. Start start off the season on high heat and then reduce to a simmer as the season progresses. That's your yeah, Seahawks. Yeah,
2: I mean it, it's going to be an interesting situation. I mean I think they'll still win this weekend, but I don't. I I I think you got a weird situation there right now because they're good, but they're not, and they're not bad enough to you know kind of really address the problems though that they have. And part of that's been because they can't draft that well. But we'll see. And anyways. My surprise team, is I agree with Jake, is the Washington football team. I, I think even though they you know, did not have a winning record, I was not uh, ready for the fact that that defense was going to be as good as it was. I think Chase Young proved that he's maybe one of the better defensive players in the league already as a rookie and could potentially overtake someone like Miles Garrett in the near future in terms of being the best defender in the NFL. And, wow, I mean, they – I mean, again, you almost have to think that they're somewhat of a quarterback away from being a decent playoff team, dominating the NFC East. I mean, they have the defense. They just have no offense. But they do have offensive weapons in Antonio Gibson and Terry uh, McLaurin. So maybe this weekend they'll end up uh, pulling off the upset. I think it's possible. I think if that defense gets pressure on Tom Brady, Tom Brady is 31st in the league right now on on on-target throws, which – shows that if you can get pressure on him, he will be forced to make a bad throw. And I think that if they can shut him down, I don't know if that Bucks team is going to be quite dominant. I mean, I think they can definitely – they're certainly still the favorites to win, but I don't know, especially especially if they don't have Mike Evans.
0: Yeah, like you talk about the defense. Everybody knows Chase Young, and he's graded exceptionally well throughout the season. But talk about Cam yeah. Curl. This guy's a seventh-round pick. Out of Arkansas, and he's played at the highest level of all rookie safeties. So uh, Ron Rivera doing a nice job uh, coaching up that defense.
1: Their linebacking in you got too. Postic Postick and Kendricks. Two, two good not players. bad. Yeah, just just
0: making the most out of nothing, really. In um, but, anyways, talking about the playoffs overall, I think we all know it's the Chiefs versus everybody, and the Buffalo Bills and the Titans. Are the teams definitely best suited to knock them off in the AFC, at least in my opinion, and because they they kind of play a different brand of football. Uh, Buffalo is kind of this weird hybrid now, where they're letting Josh cook, and he's kind of he's kind of been carrying the team quietly uh, in the you know the last quarter of the season, and then the Buff the Tennessee Titans are just ground and pound, uh, control the clock, keep the ball in Mahomes' hands. So definitely interesting to see how those teams. Um, if they do match up with the Chiefs, see what happens there. But um, as far as my pretenders in the playoffs, and I think <laughs> you guys both agree on these, I have <laughs> – hey, wait, I'm don't say that.
1: Who that nation going to get mad. Me too, the
0: yeah,
2: they're going to get really upset.
0: <laughs> well, I already posted it. So <laughs> well, just to say about the Saints <laughs> is that they also have All the yes.
2: easiest matchup in terms of who they're playing in compared to everyone else. I think even uh, the Bucks have a harder matchup. I mean, the Bears are just awful, and they're getting so lucky I playing mean, the Bears. But how dare we say that? <laughs>
0: These people are still oh, actually picking great. the Bears to upset the Saints, too. It's, so if that doesn't put Saints fans on notice, I mean, I don't know what does. Because this is the same team that has been the last three years. Nothing's changed. Uh, the only thing that's changed is Drew Brees' arm has gotten progressively worse. And they still have no deep threat. Defense is still undisciplined as ever. At times. And if they commit double digit penalties, they are they're the to worst losing good team a in a very game. winnable game. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, New Orleans Saints, very, um, it, it's, I don't know how to describe them, but it's just, they're not a team yeah. that you love. And then obviously the, the second
2: pretenders are the Steelers. Definitely. I think we've talked about them so much and what they do. But I mean, I think that if they even play down to the Browns this week, even though the Browns are basically missing their entire team, it seems like. There's a chance they could still lose. I mean, they lost to the Bengals.
0: They did lose to the Bengals, and they definitely underestimated them. And they always play down their competition, so it doesn't matter. No Stefanski and a couple other players not missing from the equation for the Browns doesn't matter. Steelers are going to make it close. It's just a matter of who pulls it out. And they're kind of the opposite of the Seahawks. Seahawks make everything close, but they pull out the close ones. Steelers make everything close. Their offense is a, way, way too way to too. I mean,
1: So. Big Ben is obviously not what he used to be, and so it's either short pass run or like a duck deep
0: I know like they 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 they're struggling to identify the fact that they can't win through Big Ben anymore. they still think he's the gunslinger he used to be, and that is not the case so i I don't get what is going on at Pittsburgh, and they they've been they have been dysfunctional at times, so it kind of makes you think what is Mike Tomlin's job security look like right now? And especially if they have a, have an early exit in the playoffs, like just even just losing, let's say they, they beat the Browns this weekend, um, moving on to the divisional round. If they don't get past a divisional round, I mean, what, what's going on with the Steelers? Like, I think they really have to make some decisions in the offseason because you can't be content with sticking, sticking with big Ben and the, the, the things that went on in the locker room this season and dealing with Juju. So Like nothing really changed until they lost to the Bengals. It shouldn't come to that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm not buying them in the playoffs. And then number three, the Baltimore Ravens. And this is kind of an interesting one. People think they got a lot of momentum going into the playoffs because they won the game of the year against the Browns. Well, my thing with that game was whoever won that game to me, it felt like the loser. I had a lot more questions about, and I knew whoever would lose that game was definitely not a playoff contender. But even, even though the Baltimore Ravens won this game, I still don't love the defense. They don't have the same energy that they had last year. And the lack of talent at wide receiver is probably what's gonna be the edge in this game. And I think that's what holds them back from being a real contender. Not getting not getting a legitimate wide receiver for Lamar Jackson is what is gonna kill this team. And you saw what it did. Look look for look at what Josh Allen did. Struggled for his first like what two years? Now he gets Stefan Diggs. Now look at what happens with the Buffalo Bills. But uh Josh Allen totally took off this year. So and you're not getting that with Lamar Jackson right now. So, and he's coming off an MVP year, still and they thought they were fine. No, that is not the case. There there are still holes on this team. So, Baltimore Ravens, I I don't see them as you even got Yeah, to remember I, they play with
1: it. It. and and the Titans the, the Titans got better and the Baltimore Ravens are essentially the same team as last year. So, they're going to have a tough time.
2: Yeah, and it also doesn't help like you said that they didn't get a receiver, but they are on a hot streak. I mean, ever since Lamar had to do his business in the bathroom. They've been pretty good, but I also think they're playing a Titans team. That's offense is really dominant, but the one thing the Titans have going against them is that their defense is playing atrocious right now. So you have to think that this is going to be a really high scoring game and it could be one of those, you know, games that even the Titans had last week against the Texans where it's like a 41 to 38 game. That's decided on, you know, a field goal or, you know, whoever has the ball last.
0: Yeah, I know exactly. And, um, These other teams are quick. So Washington and the Bears, they're kind of in a category of their own. Nobody really sees them as contenders. Um, And then the Colts and the Browns, nice to see uh, in the playoffs. But I don't think they're really contenders either. So when I ranked my contenders, at least this, I took those things into account. And I have right now Chiefs one, Packers two, Bills three, Bucks four, Seahawks at five, and then the Titans at six. And the Titans I have at six because of that defense. The defense has not been playing well. And the Buccaneers are as high as four because if Bruce Arians can get that team to realize its potential with all that talent, that they, they could be dangerous and maybe they really challenge the Packers in the NFC. So um, I I really like that that top six. Oh, and then I got at number seven, kind of my my what if contender is the LA Rams because nobody really knows what they're gonna do in the playoffs. Like they're kind of limping in right now, and Rams fans are kind of. Clamoring for that guy (laughs) Wolfer to start over Jared Goff because Jared Goff has been that atrocious and he's coming off an injury. So, if you like, what, why necessarily trot out a a banged up Jared Goff if that's not even your best option? So, LA Rams, I don't know what to make of them. They uh, this might be the best defense in the league, but that offense is just doesn't cannot figure it out right now. So, and Seahawks Rams, two struggling offenses this weekend, playing each other. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. I would take the under in that game. That's yeah, I- that's
2: going to be a very, very low-scoring game, in my opinion, because both quarterbacks and both offenses have just been atrocious the last few weeks. But when you look at the, you know, the other contenders that you have, I think, I see. I would disagree with the Packers even over a team like the Bills. I mean, I think the Packers are really good this year, but I, I still think there's concerns just out of how the NFC seems. To, I mean, the NFC in general seems to be significantly less challenging than the AFC. I mean, I think the AFC certainly has way more options and who could you know, definitely demolish a team coming out of the NFC. But I think you're right in the sense of being the Chiefs, being the number one, because they just seem like that typical Patriots team now that's going to kind of not really try during certain times of the season and then only play when it matters. And I think the cha- camp- championship game will be the Bills versus the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs will have the upper edge just simply because of the experience.
0: And that—that's the thing I kind of hate about this list is I can find a glaring hole with every team. Like there's not—not no one team.
2: It's a toss-up this year when you think about it too. Perfect by any means. It's like, like the there's Chiefs. really no like true, true, you know, no uh,
0: yeah, it kind of is not,
1: not, not a lot of parody this year.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like the Chiefs, obviously Mahomes. He has this weird tendency where he drops back, like he does his ten-step drop back, and then that makes it so much easier for the edge rushers to get an angle. So they just literally run it almost in a straight line pass the offensive tackles to get an easy sack. And that was like what happened when that play in Miami. That's why he got sacked for like a 30-yard loss. Dude had a 10-step <laughs> drop back, and then he tried to get out of it, run to the outside. That doesn't work. So, um, And then, you know, Packers, obviously, they got blown out by the Bucks, and that was because they didn't really make an adjustment because the Bucs were just blitzing the hell out of them in that game, and they lost in a, uh, in a big way. And then the Bills. The Bills are just super Josh Allen dependent. So will that come back to bite them in the end? I don't know. But the Bills are an interesting story. And then the Buccaneers, they have yet to realize their true potential um, with all that talent. And Bruce Arians, I don't know. He's trying to make Tom Brady this gunslinger. And Brady under pressure, he's gotten really uncomfortable this season. So if teams can get pressure on Brady, it's not so good for the Buccaneers. And then the Seahawks, Seahawks are just I, – I, I want to see them put together a complete performance. I don't know if that's going to happen. And then the Titans' defense, obviously, is um, a lot of concerns there. So, yeah. All right, now we got the MVP race, and this is kind of an interesting conversation because I don't think anybody thinks Mahomes is the consensus choice for this award. And honestly, I think it's kind of obvious who it should be. And I, I think I, for my pick, I have to go with Aaron Rodgers. And I think it'd be a shame if the NFL just handed it to Mahomes. I don't see how they're going to do that, though, at this point. And because the argument for Rodgers is just that much greater. He, mean, he had more touchdown passes and he had more touchdown passes than Mahomes, but he also had more touchdown passes, 48 touchdown passes, than total punts this season on the Packers, 46. So uh, that's pretty absurd. That's that's how good Green Bay's offense was this season. And um, it wasn't a career year for Mahomes. So I don't know how you can really make the argument. Like the MVP has kind of become this award where it, it goes to whoever has – career year kind of in a sense and I don't that doesn't really fit the bill for Patrick Mahomes and yeah there's a lot of these uh, these other good secondary candidates Josh Allen went on to tear second half of the season but I'm not sure it was quite enough Derrick Henry I mean yeah 2,000 yards 17 touchdowns those are great numbers but he had a lot of help from Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill played pretty well throughout the entire season and uh, they don't quite have the record anyways that Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes has. So I I don't know. I think it's got to go to Rodgers. I don't really Yeah, I it's I think th-
2: I think you're right on that. I think I'm surprised honestly by that. I did not think Aaron Rodgers would be at the end of the year being considered the, you know, the th- number 1 guy for the MVP. Personally though, I wish that Derrick Henry would be getting more consideration because the fact that he ran for 2000 yards only, he's the eighth guy to do that in NFL history. I think that should be b- being weighed a lot more, but it shows that this is in my opinion, in a war that's dominated by quarterbacks, unfortunately, it is so. I would love to see Derrick Henry have an opportunity at least to be up there to show that you know he had one of the best seasons of running backs ever had, and he should be you know deservedly in that spot to potentially win it.
1: Well, I, I think the quarterback bias thing is kind of a bad thing to say about the MVP award because if you think about it, um, QBS beat all eleven people on the defense, and then if you're a receiver or running back, you have like a specific, more specific thing to do, but. Um, if you don't have like a smart quarterback and like someone who can make plays, then your whole offense is screwed. So, I mean, Rogers definitely deserves it this year. 48, 48 touchdown passes to 46 punts. That, that is insane. I mean, his passer rating
0: too, his, his
1: quarterback pass rating,
0: Uh nobody even had, no, no other quarterback held a candle to uh, Rogers passer rating. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers, I feel he, he was the most consistent. He had, the, he had definitely had more four touchdown games than Mahomes anyways. Like Mahomes won too many games where they were just half-assing. Um, they were kind of just sleepwalking through, and they, they weren't really trying. They're just waiting around for the playoffs. Like beating the Falcons 17-14 to 14 at home, really? Like that, that's not impressive. That's not impressive. This is not a career year for Mahomes. Like there were too many games like that, whereas Rodgers was way more consistent at least for, and especially from a statistical standpoint. And so I, I can't see how you can, how you can't get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right. All right. So that being said, we got the big announcement right here. It's, it's the clown of the year. I know everybody's been waiting for this and it's, we're a little late it's January 8th, the day we're recording this. And we wanted to, I wanted to do it January 1st. That didn't work out. You know what people were probably doing out doing things, coming back from certain places and you know what didn't happen but we're doing it now and i think this is this is definitely worth waiting for because the clown of the year man this is the inaugural first, first very prestigious cool. award wow. uh or maybe <laughs> not <laughs> yeah the, the the first annual clown of the year uh courtesy to ike for the idea he, he gave us the inspiration for this uh with the clown of the week and that turned into clown of the year so uh, without further ado let me let me get in this description right here so what a year was for chaos and dysfunction and specifically one man went beyond everybody's expectations he single-handedly destroyed the future of the franchise he had control of and he lost complete control of the locker room in the process give it up to the inaugural 2020 simmer down clown of the year going to former Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien nice job round well applause, done round of
1: Oh, done.
2: <laughs> a lot of great things there. A lot of great things, and look what it's done. done. Texans that's are about to lose to Sean Watson. They probably should be a legacy yeah. of failure.
0: This, this might be. It's, it's. I, I know it's got to be uh, coming up on the list for Yearning Tree. It's got to be, with, with the, everything that's been going on. Not quite. Not nearly as dysfunctional as the Pittsburgh Steelers, but still. Like, there's a lot of things that went on when Bill O'Brien was there. So let's get into these notable achievements. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of good stuff here. So first of all, the first first move that really raised some eyebrows, right when Bill O'Brien got control of that GM job and became general manager and head coach, he thought he's Bill Belichick, so he starts making all these all these smart ass moves. So first thing he does is he traded two first round picks and a second round pick to the Dolphins for Laramie Tunsil. Okay. And this guy was a fringe top five offensive tackle at the time. And he also got Kenny Stills Kenny Steals in that deal. So that that's already kind of kind of sus. I mean, two first round picks and a second round pick. Like, who is trading that amount of capital these days? Like, I've se- we've seen some two first round picks. Uh, you get shipped around for some defensive players, Khalil Mack, Jamal Adams, uh, Jalen Ramsey, but we haven't seen that second round pick go as well. So that already uh, for a left tackle, I mean, I almost don't That's care. That's why the Dolphins is. have uh, the number I'm three pick. just not giving that up as a GM. Good job, pal. And yeah, little little would we know oh, God. that pick turned That's into the number three overall pick for the Miami Dolphins, one of the one of the last teams that needed that pick. So nicely done. It's just
2: a chain O'Brien, reaction. Texas they all of, just lead to worse things, here. you know. Like it's just a big evil <laughs> root that just spreads everywhere.
0: <laughs> so Texas fans, Texans fans are already nervous after that, okay? And then he goes on. He trades a third round pick for Duke Johnson Jr., a third down running back, and he only gets a third down, uh, a third round pick in return for Jadavian Clowney when he shipped him to Seattle. So that too kind of sucks don't know what's going on there okay he's not exactly the best negotiator we, we we see that okay and then it gets worse so he there there's this beef that goes around with deandre hopkins it, it makes the news and um, he criticized deandre hopkins for having his baby mamas around all the time and, <laughs> um, yeah that that was not well perceived by the public nor deandre hopkins and it ends up pretty soon in Bill O'Brien trading DeAndre Hopkins in a 4th round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson in a 2nd round pick. Nobody thinks this is a good deal. Nobody thinks this is good value for DeAndre Hopkins. But Bill I mean, O'Brien thought would, it was.
1: Like I would trade two first round picks for DeAndre Hopkins. Like you couldn't get you couldn't at least get one first round pick for the best receiver in the NFL.
0: It's like how how are multiple first round picks going around for these defensive stars? And all these trades have definitely not worked out for these teams that were acquiring the superstar. And then he does—he only gets a second-round pick in David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. And he had to cough up a fourth-round pick in this deal. How do, how do you have to give up a fourth-round pick? Like, this makes no sense whatsoever, what he's doing. And then he he also – another notable achievement of his, obviously, he blew a 24 nothing lead to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round oh, you guys forgot that happened in, 2020. in January 2020. <laughs> and he is – yeah. Yeah, so so that that was <laughs> that was that that, that is not that was not good. That was not good. That was it's almost worse than 20 to 3, but 20 to 3 happened in the Super Bowl. So that takes a little bit more. That play calling was uh, great in the game. That that 24 yeah, nothing takes fake a back seat to that. Yeah. And fake part own territory. play, play calling. <laughs> the fake (laughs) plan oh there's so so many bad calls in that game oh my goodness and then yeah so since then he has never made it past the divisional round in the playoffs despite winning the division four out of six years he was head coach and finishing with an above 500 record so bill o'brien for as great as you were as a coach you were still garbage (laughs) and (laughs) so yeah that is your clown of the year folks that guy i don't think anybody can i don't know if we're gonna have a clown of the year that makes that kind of impact. impact that Bill O'Brien <laughs> did in 2020.
2: I, I mean, you really have to try, Yeah, <laughs> Like, it was quite an effort. You would have to really, like, he must have been really trying <laughs> like, hard to make that team bad.
0: Just left, the, left H-Town in shambles. And he, he makes Texan fans want to shoot themselves. So, nicely done, Bill O'Brien, once again. Congratulations. The ever-so prestigious simmer-down Clown of the year. That's it.
2: I mean, hopefully have a uh, mock draft coming soon, or we'll have a mock draft coming soon once we get the the final order after the playoffs. We'll start getting into the recruiting uh, adventures that NFL teams go through. But I'm excited for tomorrow and Sunday. It's going to be a lot of football. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be. Spring I'm waiting for my mock draft. I might come out with mine a little bit sooner, just super. so we have some time between mock drafts. <laughs> yeah, we have super super wild card oh, yeah. weekend because there's what two more matchups now. A lot, lot of a lot of good games. I can't wait to watch all of those, um, especially that that Tampa Bay uh, Washington game. There's a good chance the football team pulls that off. So yeah, kind of a, kind of an interesting matchup there. And that being said, thanks for tuning in of the year I hope it lived up to your expectations and go ahead give us the follow on social media if you haven't already at SD sports talk on Instagram and SD sports talk underscore on Twitter um, a lot of good stuff there we post a lot of lot of funny content and send us your questions uh, we, we haven't been getting a lot of those lately so please feel free send us your questions we'll answer them on this pod. so um, that's gonna good do it for Check us thank